Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Whenever hear the music, Colin, take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Welcome into this Monday, February 6th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned, full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuynik, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, and welcome back to the show for the first time since sometime during uh, the fall of 2022. Dylan Bishop, welcome back. And uh, you got a little more free time this week, uh, maybe this week, at least today you have free time, at hopefully not least. all week. Yeah, today at the very least. So we'll we'll watch that situation as it unfolds. But uh, It's unfolding yes, in a bad way. <laughs> right, yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's been it's been a whole year since I've been here, yeah, you know? But I'm, it's good to be back in the studio. Not a whole year. It's been a... It's been we since flipped the calendar. Year. That's how you should say uh, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. Been a, it was last year, yeah. All right, well... I missed you. <laughs> I miss you too, Nick. You saw him last week. It's different, Colin. All right. How Just was everybody's nice. weekend? How about that? How, we'll start out with that. Colin, how was your weekend? Relaxing. WVU win? Yeah, it there was a big go. win. I was happy. We'll talk more about that. Dylan, how was your weekend? It was good. I was the groomsman in a wedding. So, Oh, yeah. Know. That's where you went this weekend. I forgot about it. That's why you didn't hear him on the airwaves Thursday or Friday or even Saturday. Yeah, that was that was a good time. It was a great weekend. Do you remember it? Do I remember the weekend? Yes. Uh, most of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nick, how was your weekend? It's pretty good, I guess. You didn't have to deal with me. Didn't really have anything too exciting. It's the best weekend. <laughs> uh, my weekend was pretty good. Went back home for, uh, I guess, a day and a half, technically, uh, speaking but uh, let's get into this high school basketball wrap-up from Friday night. Uh, we had a good one on our hands from the Cardinal Coliseum, Nick. Uh, it took to overtime, but Spring Mills beat Martinsburg. And what was really a thrilling comeback for the Bulldogs. And uh, it was a great comeback by Martinsburg, but I think obviously a few things stand out on the Spring Mills side. One, Caleb Thomas uh, – Put up his ninth double-double of the season, 20 points, 16 rebounds to go along with three blocks, and he's now playing point guard uh, for the Spring Mills Cardinals team. So, you know, he's really been playing at a high level for the Cardinals and uh, made some good plays down the stretch. Martinsburg gave, you know, a good effort, especially because they were down uh, 10 at one point, but never kind of like backed down the game. But overall, there's still a lot of things the Bulldogs need to improve on from a consistency standpoint if they want to find ways to win those games. But, uh, you know, your typical Friday night EPAC game, tough, close, down to the wire, what you expect and what you want to see at this point in the year. Yeah, it was a great game to get to watch, and Martinsburg honestly should have had it. They came back in the second half, took the lead, and then just – kind of went cold unfortunately for them they were stuck at 49 at the three minute mark of the fourth quarter and then didn't score again until almost halfway through overtime if the offense could have 
stayed and um, was as capable as it was to get to the comeback, it would have been a different story that we were talking about today. But instead, it's now Spring Mills getting the season sweep on Martinsburg, a team that continues to, at least looking at their record, have another down year. But we know the talent is there, and it's just a disappointing loss for them. But still, good teams find ways to win, and that's what Spring Mills did. Yeah. 59-56, the win in overtime. We caught up with head coach Luke Samples on the post-game show after the contest. And uh, here is the audio from his interview. Cardinal Tamir Hunter, would you like to see? 59-56, Spring Mills gets the win over Martinsburg. Coach, a uh, big win here for your team tonight over Martinsburg. First time in program history that you guys are able to sweep the Bulldogs in the regular season. What's it mean to this team? Yeah, man, I mean, at the end of the game, we executed. That's what it takes. We broke the press. And, uh, you know, Caleb Thomas on that pass to Caleb Robinson, I was mad because earlier in the game, we didn't execute. We didn't execute the plays. That that play was executed perfection. Got a wide open layup, kind of tricked him. And, Coach, it's, it's, this is like the typical game you're going to have with a Martinsburg team. And you guys find the way to get the victory tonight in overtime. And you do it in the final waning moments without Max Anderson as he fouls out. Well, man, like like I told you guys before, like we're, we're here to take the town. Uh, we did that tonight. Uh, it, it's always going to be a close game, but Spring Mills never won those games before. And like we talked about, man, like the, the difference between Spring Mills now and Spring Mills of the past is we win close games. We, we are the better team, and we, we find ways to win. Cale Thomas, another uh, great performance from him. Uh, for a guy that's six foot five. he's now really become your point guard as well. Uh, and you saw about that pass he makes at the end. Double-digit scoring night. Had a bunch of rebounds, a bunch of blocks. Uh, just, I mean, an unbelievable performance for Cale Thomas. Yeah, man, if Caleb Thomas is the first team All-State, I don't know who is. Uh, he's, he play, he inbounds the ball for us. He's not just a point guard. He's, only, he's the only guy that can inbound the ball. And then he has to break and get open and get it back. And then he has to read the defense to see if they run and jump. And then he has to make the pass. The kid's special, man. He's our, be- he's our, he's our best defender. He's our best ball handler. Um, rough shooting night at the foul line, but, man, he finishes. Had a dunk tonight. Uh, he is a special talent that uh, I'm lucky. Uh, you know, I'm lucky to coach a kid like that. Coach, you get the win here in overtime, emotional win. You guys sweep them for the first time. But now you got to turn your attention to Morgantown tomorrow. You guys take that trip up there uh, to face the top team in the state to show. And you guys obviously want to show that you're up there with them. Yeah, man, we're excited. We built the schedule uh, for a reason to be really, really, really tough. Um, Coach Tallman does a great job. Uh, you know, they're, they're picked to win it again. They won it last year. And, you know, it's, it's every day we must test ourselves. We have to test ourselves so we can stay on top and be the best we can be. So tomorrow, a little bit different game plan against them. They're huge. But um, I expect our guys to get a good night's rest. Uh, this The goal is to win the next game. We beat Martinsburg, and it's going to be fun, man. It's fun playing the Morgantowns of the world, the universities of Martinsburg. Uh, and I told the kids before the game, like, we got to have fun. This is fun. Musselman upsets Hedgesville tonight, so there's almost no doubt right now that you guys are the number one team in the section. Uh, but just that also shows how crazy and competitive this conference is. What's it been like to just be a part of these, these type of games? Uh, like I told you before, a dream come true as a kid growing up in West Virginia. Uh, in the northern panhandle you know come over to eastern panhandle and uh this is the biggest basketball in the state uh there's no better and, and night in night out it, it doesn't matter what your record is uh you know muslim is a really good team martinsburg's a really good team hedgesville's a really good team and we're a really good team jefferson and uh, washington and look at them uh, they gave us a game so it's like 
you know, a, a dream. And for these kids, for me, um, this is what I wanted to do with my life, and uh, I'm fortunate to be able to do it. All right, Coach, thank you. And, uh... That was head coach Luke Samples after Friday night's victory over Martinsburg 59-56. They would go travel up to Morgantown on Saturday, and they would fall 71-45. to Kind of a, an uh, not an unexpected loss, but you see that you saw that with Jefferson to Morgantown. You see it to a lot of teams with Morgantown. Yeah. Morgantown just a very solid program year in and year out lately, and it's going to be tough for any team, especially a team that has to play less than twenty four hours after just playing to go on the road and beat the number one team in the state is the biggest challenge of the year right that's what they knew going into it and was competitive at first and that's kind of what we saw with Jefferson as well it was only a one point game in the first quarter for Spring Mills but after that Morgantown took control yeah I mean Morgantown has five kids that I think are going to play at the next level in some capacity one of them is going to play D1 uh, another guy is going to go to Shepard so I mean you know they have pretty high level of talent there and it's just tough to keep pace with them. But like we said before, the one thing that you could see is the fact that this, that the the uh, state tournament is obviously single elimination. So you know anything could happen. But it would be pretty shocking if Morgantown didn't win the state championship this year, yeah. uh, and if they didn't win every game in the state tournament by probably at least twenty points. They just yeah. seem like that kind of team uh, that just is loaded with talent. But. Um, you know, I think overall, you you saw some good things in the first quarter from Spring Mills, and it's still you know a really good weekend for them because they, like I said in the interview, uh, emerge right now as the number one team in the section. So there's not a whole lot of uh, doubt about that, at least at this point, in my opinion. Yeah, I would tend to agree with you on that. You mentioned during the interview with Coach Samples that uh, Musselman knocked off Hedgesville fifty six forty seven. Uh, on Friday night, and that was a big upset around the Panhandle. Then uh, Musselman had to play the next day. They played a conference game against Washington. Uh, that game they won 56-45, so back-to-back victories, putting up forty or 56 points and giving up 45 or 47. Now, uh, just like that, Musselman 5-8 and eight and uh, I believe 4-3 and three in the conference. Yeah, Otto, don't look now. Here comes Musselman, right? They're getting healthy. That's what we said. We said this could happen. I mean, the win over Martinsburg, you saw a different team. And then to get this upset over Hedgesville puts them in the conversation where if you have to face Musselman, uh, you know, nothing's guaranteed in a regional championship game. And this is clearly, you know, a very solid Appleman squad. They're getting better. They get Wollston to add to that group who just adds experience at the very least. Um of playing varsity basketball, which this team did not return anybody besides Matt Mahood that was healthy that had that experience. So you add him into the mix now. It's a team that's getting better. They're starting to play with some confidence. And I would not want to face Musselman at this point of the year. They still have Spring Mills and Jefferson again on the schedule. But if you can get one of those wins, you really start to talk about this team potentially emerging as at least a team that could – give you a good challenge in a regional championship game. So the Appleman continue to get better, and uh, all of a sudden they're in the mix now, and, and we're going to be talking about them uh, as a legitimate team that you don't want to run into, I think, 
when we get to sectional and regional play. Yeah, Musselman, they were slated to take on Sharando out of Virginia tonight, but with the school closure, uh, no, that will not happen today. They won't be able to play them at all. I think it was canceled. Yeah, that game canceled. So, it was postponed a few weeks back during the ice storm time. Uh, but hopefully they'll be able to play their next slated game, which is slated for Friday night uh, at home against uh, Spring Mills. That'll be a big contest, obviously. Then they're supposed to make up that Elkins game on Saturday. Uh, but turning our attention now to Hedgesville, they turned around and they got a 70-44 to victory over 0-16 Preston. So you needed that victory. as a It was a 26-point win. Hedgesville now 15-4 and overall. And uh, five and two in the EPAC. They're obviously in that second, third spot, depending on where you put Jefferson. Or, yeah, where you put Jefferson. Uh, but for Hedgesville, uh, they're obviously fighting for that number one seed, and they're slated to take on Martinsburg this Friday night. Yeah, and they need to bounce back because after you know a loss like that to Musselman, uh, this can be an issue at times for Hedgesville, where they just don't seem to have their offense clicking consistently um i don't know if it's maybe a style play type thing or 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 what the situation might have been because obviously we weren't at this game against musselman but you know you're going to martinsburg martinsburg really needs a win based on how they've been playing especially against the top teams in the area so you know for confidence martinsburg's looking for a win obviously a huge rivalry game so there's a lot heading into that one and you know it definitely makes you wonder about this Hedgesville team a little bit because of this this loss to Musselman, who I know isn't a bad team. Like we knew they were going to get better, but still, the way you just lost that game, didn't have a great offensive night. There's some current concerns I think for the Eagles moving forward. Yeah, you're not going to win many games in the conference when you're only in the 40s. Yeah, and scoring. We've seen this multiple times now. We saw it against Spring Mills. They were. A low-scoring game between those two, and now here against Musselman, another night where you only score 47 points. You, you need to have a better offense if you're Hedgesville, and you and want they have to, the talent to do exactly. It, so that's what's, that's what's the most confusing. Like you, you don't think of the guys up and down the roster on this Hedgesville team and be like, yeah, they're scoring 47 tonight. You expect a lot better, and there's been games that we haven't seen better from them and it's just a head scratcher yeah i would tend to agree with that with you colin uh moving on jefferson they got a win over broadfording christian 86 to 38 friday night and then tonight and tomorrow afternoon they'll be in the parmar classic from west virginia state university uh just west of charleston and uh big games they'll face 11 and 5 south charleston tonight at 7 30 and then tomorrow they'll face a, a very good George Washington team uh, that uh, – see what their current record is. George Washington currently 14-2. and two. So the tough two games to see where they stick out in the state of West Virginia, guys. Yeah, but you got to play those games, especially if you plan on contending for the state championship and making a run in the state tournament. you got to try to challenge yourself uh, with games against schools from – different parts of the state and i think that's what uh jefferson's trying to do by playing those games because i think when they got to charleston last year they weren't really familiar with those other teams uh so they didn't really 
I guess, play the way that they were capable of down there because they hadn't really seen that kind of competition or at least those teams in particular. Not only does playing those teams, you know, potentially get you ready for a specific matchup that you'll face in Charleston, but it could also help in your preparation to at least get a look at some of the other teams in the other end of the state that you haven't seen at all this year because they just don't come up on your radar. Yeah, definitely. Colin, you have a take? I was just trying to double-check something, but I was wrong. I was trying to remember uh, how far GW right. went last year, but Dylan, couldn't find it. So You've sit back and listened. You were kind of tuned out while you were away at this wedding. What is your current thoughts on the EPAC and boys' hoops? Well, Spring Mills at the top is, is obviously a tough team to beat, but I've, I've liked what I've seen from Jefferson all year long, that they've, they've put up a good fight against them. Hedgesville had their, has had their struggles lately, like you guys have said, Playing good defense, but obviously scoring in the 40s isn't going to get it done, even if you play really good defense. That's just a lot to ask out of your defense to try to get them down, another team down to 40, 40 points, 30 points, especially at the top of the region here. And Martinsburg as well. And they've kind of not always stood out in the same way as those three other teams, but they, they're playing playing well. They've played up to their competition, I think, You know, taking Spring Mills to overtime on Friday. And then a Musselman getting Wollaston back, I, I think it makes for a really interesting... Like I think you still look at Spring Mills as the top of the EPAC, but then after them, it starts to get a little muddied. Like, I'd put Jefferson number two. I'd put Jefferson still one, personally. Really? Okay. I mean, they just yeah. stopped Spring Mills the other day, so... That's true. That's true. And I feel like you got to still put Jefferson number one in the EPAC overall, but in the section, it's it's Spring Mills, Hedgesville, Martinsburg, and then on yep. the other side, probably Jefferson, Musselman, Washington at this point. Right, and it, I think there's a lot there in the middle where there's a lot of room as this end of the season plays out that these teams haven't really separated themselves there in the middle too much. Hedgesville looked great at the beginning of the year. They liked it, but now you got Martinsburg and Musselman on the upswing, so I'm looking forward to the end of the season and the these sectional and regional tournaments. I think they're going to be really competitive. Yeah, they definitely will be competitive. And reminder, if there is no school in Berkeley County, no school, no games involving Berkeley County teams, which puts our broadcast schedule up in the air right now, especially for tomorrow, uh, we'll keep you updated on some things, trying to, trying to see what we can do uh, broadcast-wise to get you a game on the air this week, depending on how things go. But obviously, we can't make a prediction of what's going to happen because somehow, some way, they could just have school tomorrow. Don't know if that's going to happen, but they could have school later on this week. So we'll keep that uh, close to the vest till we figure out more information. But that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford. Revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll take it. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll talk uh, Senior Bowl. Tyson Bajan played in the Senior Bowl, and uh, he nearly pulled off a touchdown at the end. Uh, we'll talk about his performance in the Senior Bowl and look at West Virginia and Shepard men's hoops from over the weekend. You're tuning in to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 back in two minutes. Town Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are. 
and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it. No questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back and forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center, 400 West Stevens Street, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. Ollie's VIP Northside is the best spot to catch all your favorite teams. Join us Monday for Dollar Wings and Monday Night Football. Thursdays on the patio for the Cornhole Tourney. Friday Night Lights with Happy Hour Specials or Saturdays during or after the college games for Steak Night. Get a ribeye or New York Steak for just $26.95. Ollie's has great food and drink menus too along with 17 TVs to watch any game of your choice from anywhere at the bar or their outdoor patio and fire pit. So stop by and see for yourself today at 36 Veronica Drive in Martinsburg. That's Ollie's VIP Northside. We'll see you for the game. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick. WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10. Spencer, Nick. Colin and Dylan, happy to have you with us here as we are going to talk some Senior Bowl as Tyson Bajant from the Shepherd Rams and formerly of the Martinsburg Bulldogs. Uh, He played in the game and uh, had a pretty solid day minus the interception at the end, but uh, uh, nonetheless, Travis Bajant made it on TV once again. Actually, multiple times because they put him his little they put him in the corner there for a little bit. Yeah, I think they, they wanted that one play. They they were hoping that they would get a touchdown pass on that play. I think because they yeah. had him in the box down in the corner. That would have been a good, would have been a good uh, shot for them. But of course, the beast just always finds a way. He's a, he's a magnet for the spotlight. It was a fun time to watch it when Tyson got in. It was right as I was getting home from the swim meet, so put it on and saw him out there to start a uh, two minute drill because I, I didn't know this until watching uh this year that every quarter they do a two-minute drill because they do a two-minute like at the end of every quarter just I do to like that though. see the situations and put the quarterback into it and it, it, that's tough right for a quarterback that has had to sit out the entire game to now go in for his first drive and have to do a two-minute quarter but he looks good obviously would have wanted a touchdown or points on the board after that drive but still a pretty solid drive from Tyson in that one and then got to go back onto the field a few more times. And overall, a pretty solid performance, in, except the interception. Obviously, you would have liked for a touchdown. And I kind of agreed with your take on it, partially, Dylan, when I saw you post on Twitter. If it's a D2 game, that probably gets there. But because of it having some guys that are a little bit quicker out there from the D1 level, and ended up being a pick. 
Yeah, I think that that pass for the interception and also the last one that he had on that two-minute drill were both examples of him just having to adjust to the speed of the upper level of college football. These are, you know, the best some of the best seniors in all of college football division 1. They're just examples of the corners being able to close in quicker than he probably realized. I think outside of those two throws, he showed really good command of the pocket and just really good short and intermediate accuracy and just really like when the pressure would come, find the check down, boom, go. Two minute, two, like two minute drill, and then the other games. Like he, when he came in the game, they were down by seventeen. So essentially, they were passing the entire time. I think they and they finished down seventeen. Right. They uh, <laughs> they ran. So he went, his plus minus was zero. There you go. Yeah. Uh, but they only ran the ball like two times, I think, and one of them was him pulling it on a read option, which, which is perfect for Tyson Bajan. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, he's used to that. If you want to show a Division two guy who has a chance of being drafted a mid round ceiling, kind of. You know, I think he's got a mid-round ceiling. Um, that's the perfect time to 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 put him in there is whenever it needed to be a pass-first offense. And you know, I'm reading this from Outkick the cut or Outkick dot com. Uh, Tyson Bagent completed 17 to 22 passes, which is 77 percent for 124 yards in their 27-10 loss. He displayed elusiveness in and out of the pocket and very good accuracy throughout the game before the interception later in the game, obviously. Um, Jim Nagy, the the executive director, says he has a, quote, he has a chance to be selected in one of the later rounds. So, Yeah, I would say, like, fifth round, give or take. Like, he, maybe fourth, maybe sixth. I would be surprised if he went day two. This is an interesting quote. I'm assuming this is post-game, not during the week. Quote, I can play with these guys. I expect to be drafted. I like that. Well, As he should. I, yeah. I hope every player that the Senior Bowl accept, expects to be drafted. But uh, you know, back to what you guys were talking about earlier with the interception and maybe uh, Tyson having to adjust to the speed of a Division One player. Well, it's going to be even quicker at the next level. So yeah. that will be the big thing. You know, can he adjust from the speed of D two to the speed of the NFL, which will take a little bit, and it will be an adjustment for him. But Overall, I think a lot of things for Tyson were positive. One, he got a ton of reps. He got to throw the ball 22 times. You know, compare that to some of the quarterbacks out there only threw it nine times. Um, Malik Cunningham, I think, only got to throw the ball like four times, so uh, or five times, and he threw an interception. So Tyson got a lot of reps. Which got is a lot good. of passes on, on tape. Um, looking back, it looked like he might have missed a few passes potentially, but again, that's Monday morning quarterback, right, when you're out on the mm-hmm. field. Uh, you know, it's a whole lot easier for me to sit back there and look on YouTube and be like, oh, he could have thrown it there, you know, than what he's actually seeing out there. And overall, I thought it was a solid game for Tyson. Didn't blow you away, but definitely didn't hurt himself. And uh, I think it was a pretty good week. Had some good throws throughout the week. Um, so I think he at least solidified himself as a fifth, sixth, seventh round pick. And, uh, you know, that will give him a chance at the next level. It's unfortunate for Joey Fisher that he didn't get to play in the game at all because I feel like that really could have helped his draft stock. Uh, you know, missing a week against we did some of the top seniors to definitely you. didn't help Joey, but, you know, we did confirm now it's a knuckle injury for him. Yeah, so we nothing actually, too serious, which is good. Funny thing is, so we went to do Spring Mills game on Friday, Dylan. I don't think we talked about this over text. Maybe we did in the group text. But uh, Spring Mills girls played Clear Spring at 4.15 
and we couldn't cover it because of the lack of people that we had available at that certain amount of time. Uh, but when we got there, I looked over, and where we were situated in the gym at Spring Mills, there was a sweatshirt. On the back of the sweatshirt said Fisher, and I was like, I feel like I've seen on Joey's Facebook before that he shared that his sister plays high school basketball, and she was leading the conference or something in, in, in like assist or something random I'd seen on Facebook one day. And I looked over, and I was like, did Dylan go to the thing at the Neon Moon? No, I don't think so, but I know you and I did. Yeah, and Joey's we talked family, with so. Joey's family. So then he came he came over and talked to us after their game ended and he showed us the x-ray and it of his of his knuckle. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, it's nothing too bad, but uh but it's smart can't play yeah, with play it cuz you don't he, want it to get he worse. He broke his knuckle on the first drive or I guess the second or third play in the NFL able. Man, that's a tough break. Yeah. But yeah, hopefully. I mean, he can still. He went down to Mobile for to do the in person interviews, and I'm, uh, hopefully, I don't know. Has he gotten a combine invite? I'm not not that I know of. I don't think so. No. Yeah. Well, ho- hopefully, he ends up with one. He can go and get more of those in person interviews and stuff. A lot of the a lot of the draft process is the interviews. Like yeah. guys take into consideration what they want to when it comes to the Senior Bowl and pro day and combine a lot of that is just guys want to confirm what they see on tape in person with their eyes a lot of that, what that is and a lot of the process ends up being interviews is the guy smart is he good on the whiteboard is he good is he good between the eyes you know so a lot of, a lot of that and then you just but get also, the numbers sorry to cut you off dylan but also you know really good combine performance can lift you into the draft right. or even higher so if he's not able to do those things, I mean, he'll at least have his pro day, but I don't know how many people are going to show up to a Shepard pro day. Probably a lot because of if Tyson, you know, Tyson Bajan is going to be there. I, we don't know that Tyson's going to be there. Well, I'm We're sure presuming he, is. he will have some sort of pro day, which would probably be the one at Shepard, right? Where, where else would he be? That is true. I think as a good teammate, he could show up and it would get more eyes there that are on him, and then they just so happen to be there to see Joey and, and Ronnie, Ronnie, and that you could do that. Well, that's the kind of thing, right? Yeah. How Shepard did it last year was it was like a regional uh, pro day. Yep. So they there took all the small school colleges that were you know in the area were invited to send players uh, to this pro day, and then those guys were able to um, you know do it. And I think the Ravens helped them set it up. So I think that's still going to be a thing this year, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. We'll get more details on it. Last time we talked with Chauncey Wimbush, he didn't have a date set. Uh, but maybe we'll find out on Wednesday if there's a date set because we'll be there Wednesday night for Shepherd uh, basketball. But that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding out there living in his family and operating in Martinsburg at 360. Hack Wilson, we go to Orsini's.com for more on their side of this break. We will talk WV Hoops along with Shepherd Hoops. You're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 back in two minutes. This is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces. Not just Traeger, we carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. 
WV Medicine is pleased to announce the relocation of our Berkeley Medical Center outpatient rehabilitation services to 1002 Tavern Road. This move gives Martinsburg Physical Therapy and Rehabilitation more room, more convenient parking, and a covered drive-up drop-off area. WV Medicine will continue to offer physical, occupational, and speech therapies for both adult and pediatric patients, as well as specialized services. For more info on this new location and services provided there, call 304-264-1214. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. When you're looking for the perfect gift, look no further than L.A. Roberts Jewelers at 146 North Queen Street in downtown Martinsburg. Choose from a huge selection of unique items from the finest diamonds that make your eyes sparkle to exquisite timepieces, figurines, and collectibles. Buying from L.A. Roberts Jewelers means that you've made the decision to do business with people who've excelled in the industry for more than 100 years. They'll be here tomorrow when you need them, and if you need your jewelry or your watch repaired, they'll do that too. L.A. Roberts in downtown Martinsburg. Old world jewelers for a new age. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10. Spencer, Nick, Colin, and Dylan, happy to have you with us this afternoon for this Monday edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10. Uh, let's get into some WVU Hoops recap. They uh, played at home on Saturday night uh, to Oklahoma, and it was a huge win, a 32-point victory. They were up 56-30 to at the half. And uh, they came out with the win, 93-61. It was a great night from Eric Stevenson, 34 points, 16 points from Kadrian Johnson, and a double-double of 10 points and 10 rebounds from James Anakowo. Did I say that right? Akonwo. Akonwo, sorry. Uh, but a big win for the Mountaineers. They're now 14-9. and Akonwo. You're right, Akonwo is what it is. They shot 46% from the field, 40% from beyond the arc, and 74.7 or 77.4 from the free throw line. And it was just a good win for the Mountaineers, a big atmosphere. I turned on the TV there for a little bit, and it seemed like a really nice atmosphere at the Coliseum, Colin. Kind of hard not to when a team scores 93 points, right? Yeah. Everybody's yeah. having yeah, fun yeah, right. whenever yeah. you're shooting the ball that well and dominating a team in Oklahoma that is going to the SEC here soon so won't have too many opportunities to face them in a bit so uh but WVU very impressive win and another career game for Eric Stevenson last week on Saturday he had his career high of 31 points against Auburn in the win and now he goes out and has a 34 point night against Oklahoma that's a ridiculous number. I mean, it hasn't been done in back-to-back home games in WVU where a guy scores 30-plus points in a while. So the fact that Stevenson was able to go out and do that in only 30 minutes is very impressive, and it was happy to see. 
I guess not every uh, Big 12 team should be in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> Maybe not Oklahoma. Yeah. yeah. But I, this is Still. what WVU is missing most years, a big-time bucket getter. If Stevenson can do this consistently for the rest of the year, they, they can actually, I think, get to the tournament and do something because that's just usually what WVU is missing, that guy that can go out and score 30 on, in any game. So. Yeah. That's a, that's a good point there, Dylan. They're I think back. Every team's kind of missing that, right? Yeah. I mean, to help Oklahoma's resume, still they did destroy Alabama. They're back in action Wednesday night at 7 p.m. as they host number 11, Iowa State. You can tune in the broadcast on the radio 6 p.m. from the Mountaineer Sports Network. Shepherd Falls once again. They're now 11 and 11 on the season. Well, 64-58 to Lockhaven uh, on the men's side, and uh, no Daniel McLean Corley. It, it appears from the stats. Yeah, Philip Jordan had a big game, but it wasn't enough for the Rams. And if you don't have McLean Corley, I mean, that takes away that guy that can get you 30 on any given night, even though Philip Jordan, I think, might have had 31 in the game. He had a really good game, but, uh, uh, you know, not having McLean Corley, who can be that go-to scorer for you and, you know, really create on his own, which is something he does better than a lot of the other Shepard guys. Uh, and their other scores. I mean, obviously they have uh, John Preston who can light it up from three, uh, but he's not really a you know shot creator of his own. Jordan can do that to an extent, but only so much can be done when you don't have McLean Corley. So, don't know the exact status of his injury or whatever the situation may have been. If it was an injury or not, hopefully, it, if it is an injury, nothing too serious, and they can get him back soon. The women fell once again. They are now 0-21 on the season. They fell 70-43. to Both teams back in action Wednesday versus Mansfield. That will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Ken Parsons Ford in Martinsburg, they became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll be joined by James Miller from SwimWV.co, Colin. <laughs> as he'll break down the regional meet and who made it to states and what records were uh, b- broken because there were a couple records broken. for Philip Jordan, by the way. All right, there's your I stat. I had that wrong, so I didn't want to say that wrong. All right, we'll be joined by James Miller, SwimWV.co, to recap the WV Swim Region 2 Swim Meet that we had for you on TV10 this past weekend. You're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10 back in two minutes. <laughs> Four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. 
The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. Catch the excitement of high school basketball on talk radio, WRNR, and TV 10, featuring the Eastern Panhandle Athletic Conference. Barclay's got the steal all by himself. He'll go up for the two-handed slam dunk. All six EPAC schools, regular season and postseason, live here. Now for the Clark from three, and that's for the Clay Clark nails it. To start the fourth quarter for Musselman, Slick now driving oh, the right side, and it is rejected by foul. Your home for local sports is right here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, Colin, and Dylan, happy to have you with us here. Segment brought to you in part by the Marius Group of Ameriprise Financial Advisors. John Everson and Phil McCoy, call 304-263-4343. Stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. As uh, we'll bring now on the phone the assistant swim coach for Musselman Swim, as well as the runner of SwimWV.co. I got that one right, James. I know Colin you didn't did. on the Colin air on right Saturday. Colin didn't get yeah. it right on TV on one Saturday. Time. One time. No, he did not. <laughs> one time. He likes to put an extra WV in there. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he I just did. likes to flip it, even though it's the second year. I just like to get on Colin a little bit. but uh, <laughs> At least I did it. You dodged us. You wanted to be in studio this year. Okay, let's talk about the swim team, the swim members that are going to the state tournament, state championships coming up in at WVU later on in in a week or so. Uh, But it was a big meet on Saturday, wasn't it, James? Absolutely was. Um, Lots of fast times. um, Just lots of. uh, uh, different things happen that I that I don't normally see in a, in a swim meet that uh, um, happened uh, happened over the weekend. Yeah, James. Uh, just let's now get into just recapping and start with the uh, women's side getting the win. Fairmont senior as expected, and then Spring Mills runners up as expected. Anything I guess on the women's side that really surprised you? Um, in terms of like, it, it played out kind of how it normally plays out. There were a lot of DQs. Um, so on the women's side, Martinsburg 200 freestyle relay, uh, they received it in the top 12. Um, and ended up getting disqualified. So um, their points were a little bit lower. And um, Washington High School, their 400 freestyle relay also got DQ'd. Um, and they were going to also finish in the top 12. So anytime a relay gets DQ'd, um, especially if it wins um, in, like, the top three, you're, you're, you lose 12, 14, or 18 points. So you lose quite a chunk of points in that. For those two schools, they probably would have scored higher if those relays didn't get DQ'd. James, did, uh, did the uh, region get any um, wild cards making it to the tournament? Or to yes, the-, the region got quite a few. So um, I know on air uh, we talked about the 400 freestyle relay. Um, I think I said on the air, I said, you're watching um, 
whenever they all finished whenever they all finished um, at the same time, you saw all five of those relays. All five of those relays ended up making it to states, which is quite um, quite an accomplishment because um, you know usually we only get a couple. Um, I can I know they, I know there was a, a not only did our relays get, but there was a lot of uh, qualifiers in the um, 50 and the 100 that we didn't get, that we got this time. Um, So we have uh, like Declan Hall of Hedgesville. He was was a wild card um, in the 53, and he's seated 12th um, being a wild card. Um, Lots of, in the girls' side, um, I believe we have uh, Riley Connor, who was a wild card, um, and Brogan Barlow, like they finished like sixth place um, and so they got three wild cards there. Um, in terms of our 200 freestyle relays, um, Hedgesville finished third, but they're still going. Um, Fairmont Senior finished fourth. They're still going. And Spring Mills finished fifth. On the guys' side, those, those uh, three are going. And then Jefferson Girls 200 freestyle relay got a wild card. Um, in terms of the medley relay, um, Spring Mills and Jefferson, um, they didn't finish in the top two. Um, but they are going on, on the guy's side, as opposed – and then Fairmont Senior for the 200 medley relay is going for the girls. And then um, that's about it. There's a couple other um, events sprinkled in that has some wild cards as well. And, James, who are some of the biggest contenders, I guess, that are going to have a great shot going at states, pers- like individual-wise? Who are some of the big names that we should expect to hear come out of that, that state swim meet from uh, this region locally here in the Eastern Panhandle? Well, when we, when we came into the day, everybody knew Nick Lugo. Nick Lugo seated first. He, um, I believe, might be the first, um, first person that could win um, two state titles in the Eastern Panhandle, so that's exciting. Um, I also miss. I also mentioned Ishan Hattie the other day um, with his uh, breaststroke, 100-yard breaststroke. He's in the top seven. But someone new that was not even ranked in this event coming in is uh, Sawyer Wright from Musselman. Um, he came in on that 12th, 13th line on his 100-yard freestyle, and now he's seated. T- now he's seated in the sixth place. Um, so that um, so that is awesome um, for him because he went from pretty much not barely being able to get a ribbon to he now might get a medal. So you get a medal if you finish in the top six. Um, Cassidy Driver, um, she is she is um, right there on the 8-9 line. Um, then, of course, you've got Lily Risenweber, who's also one of the other girls that might finish in the top six for her 100 backstroke. Uh, Cassidy Driver is also there in the 100 backstroke. Uh, Brianna Shirk from Musselman, she is on the, on the, the 11th place line, so she might score some points. Um, but really the key is there's a lot of relays. Um, this is what I find fascinating in this area. I think in every event, um, in every relay event, there is a school, um, local school seated in at least the top 10 um, for, the, for the relays. So that's, that's quite an awesome accomplishment because that's not – usually we don't get a lot of relays um, in this region to finish in the top 12. So that's something really exciting from this meet. James, uh, what is the preparation going to be like for those individuals that are headed up to states here as they uh, prepare? Well, um, this week and next week, we um, see normally we we rotate the one hour a week that we get, or we get like three one hour practices a week. Um, this this week and next week, um, the each team gets um, one hour. 
so there's a lot more detailed work. So this is where you, um, this is where you do a lot more turn work. This is where, um, if you've ever heard the word taper, I think you taper in a track or as well. But this is where you, uh, basically tapering is you, uh, for the first 16 weeks of the season, you go hard, you push hard, you kick hard, you swim hard, and then you gradually pull it back. So that way, you know your body is so used to pushing hard. But then, um, because you because you pull back, um, your body's extra um, extra ready. I know I've seen some um, cupping, um, the whatever the I'm not fully familiar with it, but I've seen it at states where they it's like that uh, technique where you see like little marks on the back, but it it gets your it gets your body ready. Um, you know, some some people that didn't wear tech suits last week will be wearing tech suits at states. Um, and basically, there's a lot of time staring. So they look at my site, they see, okay, sixth place is this, that's where I want to be. Your twelfth place is this, that's where I want to be. So you you know like what your very specific time is. When you go to regionals, you're trying to win a regional title, um, and you're trying to win be as be as many points as you can in states. But really, what you're trying to do is know what your specific time goal is that you're trying to achieve. Final question, James. I know we got to see at least uh, two regional records broken, both by Nick Lugo. I apologize if I'm forgetting any other records that were broken, but uh, if it was only Alexis those Ramsey two. Alexis Ramsey broke one at Fairmont Senior. Okay. So just start with, uh, I guess, those two. How cool was it to see him not only break his own record, but a record of a uh, coach that was in attendance, and then go on and quickly uh, talk about Ramsey's. Um, that was an, that was awesome because they both they both swam for Jefferson. Uh, Nick swims currently swims for Jefferson. Keegan Simmons swam for Jefferson many years ago, and you don't get to do that. Usually, um, the record is some random name that you hear and you see on a wall, and you just don't you never get to meet them. But um, Nick actually got to meet him, and as we also said on the broadcast, um, not only <laughs> Keegan said congratulations, you broke my uh, congratulations, you broke my regional record, but you still don't have my school record yet, so you're going to need to swim faster at states to beat that. So I thought that was nice. And then um, Alexis Ramsey, she broke her own record. So she said it last year, I believe, in the 200-yard IM. So she, so she, gets to, she gets to see her own name, and then not only did she break it last year, she, gets to break it, she got to break it again this year, which um, is probably a wonderful accomplishment as a, as a swimmer there. All right, James, thanks for the time, and we'll be talking here around the state meet time. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. That was James Miller, SwimWV.co, also assistant coach for Muscleman Swim. As uh, Colin, great weekend or great uh, Saturday event as always, or I guess second time, second year in a row. I think it went even better for us on the broadcast side than it did the year before. Yeah, enjoyed it. And uh, just quickly before the show ends, you want me to go through uh, how all the teams finished? Yeah. So on the girl side, Fairmont Senior finished in first with 136 points, and second was Spring Mills with 96. Third place, Washington with 67, and fourth, Martinsburg with 59. Jefferson with 47. East Fairmont with 29. Comes in sixth, tied with Hedgesville. In eighth was Musselman with 26. North Marion had 13 and ninth, and then Hampshire in 10th. For boys, Jefferson came in first. Washington came in second. Hedgesville in third. Spring Mills in fourth. Fairmont Senior in fifth. Musselman in sixth. And then in seventh place, it was East Fairmont, eighth. Martinsburg, ninth. North Marion in 10th. Hampshire. All right. Uh, Dylan, I almost called you Dylan. I was looking right at that. Thanks, Colin, for that. That'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Shout out to Dylan for coming on today. Maybe tomorrow. Hopefully not, because I hope 
the schools are back, so we have a game tomorrow to broadcast. But we'll see you tomorrow night. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. All right. <laughs> uh, so for our intern, Gerald Wright, producing back in the back end. For Dylan Bishop, Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer DePolis saying so long. We'll talk to you on another edition of the Sports Mix tomorrow at 12.08. Have a great rest of your day, everyone. Weather, sports, talk radio, WRNR, Martinsburg, Hagerstown, Winchester.